You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked on Pistons podcast, your episode for Wednesday, March the 10th, and a little bit of Red Wings Pistons crossover. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done, but don't worry, our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder than all-star voters slept on. Jeremy Grant, how about that? Sleep PM bath salts fuse superior CBD and melatonin with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience and give you the relaxation that you desperately deserve. And to make it even easier for you to relax, regroup, and recharge, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the pro- promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. It is the all-star break. The Pistons are back in action on Thursday night in Charlotte. Brother Brian and I will have the reaction from the offseason. That's right, revisiting Troy Weaver's offseason. How much will I cry, Uncle? about my predictions or my analysis, quote-unquote, from the offseason. Uh, should be an enjoyable one, of course. Appreciate you guys, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on Thursday's podcast heading into the Charlotte game. And you know big events happen on March 11th, so one-year kind of anniversary there, retrospective of the opening of sports betting and the Rudy Gobert game, March 11th. A big day, and it's been a long year, but also – as you get older, you know, just like I do, that the years get a little shorter and shorter too. So a weird dichotomy of long and short looking back on last year's March 11th, which is coming up tomorrow. But we got a, a full show. We kind of doing a little bit, things a little bit different during the All-Star break. As you know, got some, uh, some fun one-offs. And this one is a crossover episode with Scott Bentley and Nolan Bianchi of Lockdown Red Wings. Those guys... Do a great job over there, so we want to give you a little morsel of what they do in case you want to jump in on some Red Wings talk in their podcast these next uh, podcast the podcast these next uh, couple of months. In addition to, of course, the Pistons coverage that we'll hear have unlocked on Pistons. So give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook S C H O C H another underscore for that. Also the Locked On Pistons Twitter account and check us out on Facebook at Locked On Pistons dash Matt Shook. Give Brother Brian a follow on Twitter at B Shook Twelve. He'll be back tomorrow. And also the Play Michigan account, Play underscore Michigan, just two more followers, and you get a week off of me asking for it. So more regular stuff tomorrow, but for now, Locked On Red Wings, Locked On Pistons, the crossover that you didn't know that you needed, but you definitely do. Here it is. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings by the Locked On Pistons podcast. Today is whatever day that you're listening to uh, this on. If you're listening to this at Locked On Red Wings, it's probably Thursday. If you're listening to this at Locked On Pistons, it is probably Wednesday. Uh, But nonetheless, whatever day you're listening to it. Don't uh, rely on us for your calendar needs. Yeah. yeah. That's your job. I said the date wrong many times. Probably got a device that could tell you what day it is. Absolutely. At this point. Uh, it's the same one that I check as I'm saying it 
I've been recording. So uh, <laughs> nonetheless, that is the voice of Matt Shook. He is the host hey. of Lockdown Pistons. I am Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. I am the host of Lockdown Red Wings alongside Scott Bentley, host of the Bentley Show and all Detroit sports uh, podcasts three times a week. Go check that out. Scott, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I'm, ju- I'm just happy to be here between the two, uh, these two big brains. I'm happy to, uh, to, to <laughs> just a big head. Sit, it's just a sit big in the head. middle, sit in the middle brain. I think we're all happy to be here. And I think I might be the happiest of them all because I've been very open about this, Matthew. Uh, I look at the Pistons and I think to myself, I want what they have. I want to have fun when I watch my team on television. I want to have optimism. uh, Nolan Bianchi season. That Mm -hmm. is right in front of me. Yeah, I am part of Pistons Twitter now. (laughs) I I don't don't think I've changed my name from Mm -hmm. Nolan Bianchi season. You did? Uh, Oh, I did. Shoot. Um, Well, I just haven't able to keep up with that it's hard to say all right anyways uh i want what you have you guys are having a great hey, time uh every night every game night is an experience and it's just mm-hmm. a complete opposite uh feel vibe whatever you want to call it to it than the season that the red wings are having right now despite both of them being rebuilders both of them being at the bottom of the league where people really expected them to be and yet we have two very different reactions uh well, to it and i'd like to explain or explore why I, I, it feels great to be, uh, like coveted like that in terms of what we have here on Pistons Twitter, because as you know, in Pistons world and Pistons podcast nation, as you know, it's been a while here for the Detroit Pistons team. You guys were still in the playoffs and Red Wings nation was still watching hockey games that mattered back when the Pistons were still stumbling around drunk for 10 years. And now we're here. I mean, now, and and again, nothing's (laughs) been accomplished, but yes, you are entirely correct everyone's having a good time and uh for for now for this golden moment and and looking ahead uh, assuming that this team you know starts to win games a little bit next year maybe starts thinking about the playoffs the year after that if you want to be optimistic and think that maybe next year could be a surprise playoff uh run to the bottom of the eastern conference playoffs you could even i'm that very passable type of opinion there it's going to be fun to watch them throw some winning streaks together every now and then it's going to be fun to watch these young players play. And it's going to be fun to watch another high draft pick coming in next year. So yeah, it's uh, it's got the DNA of Detroit and what's, that's what Pistons fans have been waiting for, for a long time. But so like you said, you're exactly right. It's fun. And it's in it. It's like years away from being disappointed or mad about this coach or mad about this player. It just feels like a good place to be right now. And it looks like a cool, pretty nice place to be for a couple of years too. Well, and they, I mean, that's kind of what I'm jealous of is because the Red Wings, I would posit are on a similar trajectory. Next year is the year that I think that they kind of climb out of that Valley uh, at the bottom of the league. They start putting together winning streaks of their own. They hopefully probably won't make a push for playoffs, but I, I wouldn't say it's out of the question uh, by any means, depending on what their off season looks like and how the, the new newcomers really start to come along. Uh, and then in that 2022, 2023 range is when we're starting to say, okay, here come the Red Wings. And I think, you know, very similar timelines and yet these completely different experiences. And I wonder exactly why I, I wonder if it has to do uh mainly with the fact that the pistons new toys are fairly newer than mm-hmm. the red wings new toys yeah it's that's exactly what it is and 
the the role guys have that, like I said, the Detroit DNA. We could go on and on about it. But, you know, Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay, 16th pick, 19th pick of the draft this past year. These guys aren't probably going to make one all-star game between them in their careers, but you can see them, you know, Isaiah Stewart to to borrow a phrase from from Lockdown Red Wings, like maybe Isaiah Stewart becomes a second line center, you know, or maybe Ew. Sadiq Bay becomes that like third guy on that first line there. So, and I don't think the Red Wings they don't have any like overachieving young guys, right? You'd expect that at some point Iserman would have found and I don't follow it obviously nearly as closely as you guys do, but I don't see that like kind of surprise player that maybe a grinder type that we remember from all those guys in the past. So that, that, I mean, you're losing if you're a Pistons fan, which is good. You're, you've got the, uh, a couple of guys that look like they're going to be something probably at least, you know, minor pieces, maybe even more going forward. So I just think that that, uh, unexpected surprise of certain guys night in and night out that look the part and look like they could grow into even more is what you're probably missing in Red Wings land right now. Yeah. I think one of the, another one of the big things is just that Weaver came in and, and to quote himself, emptied the clip like immediately, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like the wings are still, we still have the same core that we've had since the start of the rebuild um, the pieces we have added are kind of like one year, like plugs and not that the Pistons don't have their fair share of like people that mm-hmm. won't be here for the long haul. But I think just as a whole, when you come in and you sit through 10 and, and honestly, the biggest thing might just be the past, right? Like you sit through 10 years of mediocrity, not tanking, not playoff pushes, just 10 years of mediocrity. Finally, just picking a direction is going to mm-hmm. make you enjoy losing you know what I mean like that's Mm -hmm. gonna make it fun and the fact that he he came in and immediately turned over the entire rot like the I'm pretty sure the longest tenured piston is Seku uh Sfi a little bit longer Sfi and Seku are the only two guys left from last year that that's unreal and and, Mm -hmm. uh the the wings while have had a a rather clear direction obviously for for a lot of their past um I think it's just the the coming down of the high of 25 straight years in the postseason and now five straight years of of really subpar hockey and I think Pistons fans are are very much you know we're just happy to be here type of moment where the Wings fans are not really uh accepting of of mediocrity yet I guess I would say and it's I think it's a young fan base that the the people that I kind of interact with and see on Twitter I mean maybe we're probably making too big of uh, what a small sample size that might be is but I think it's a it's a it's the NBA Twitter it's a little bit of junk talking and I think Pistons fans are ready to be involved in that so they're like kind of sticking up for their their young guys a little more than maybe you should like talking about how Sadiq Bay should be in the Rising Stars game and he really right. shouldn't and then how Jeremy Grant should be in the All-Star game and he really shouldn't and sure. how Troy Weaver should be executive of the year and he really shouldn't be so it's like all these things <laughs> that are like that are like not true but they're like they're fighting for it already right. because they haven't fought for anything for 10 years right. because they're superstars, they're, they're stars or Reggie and, and, and Andre guys that they didn't really like Josh at the end Smith, of the day. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like guys that they would rather not have on their team to, right. to, for the most part, it were the guys that they would have to go to war for on, on social media. So it's like there's pent up everything and they're just ready to like 
talk mess to Boston and Philly teams that they're <laughs> not even close to as good at. Right. But like, and now this team goes out and beats some of those teams, well, those two teams in particular, and you go beat the Lakers, and and it's like, wow, like it's 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 crazy how you would if you would have drawn up this season for the Pistons, obviously killing Killian Hayes' injury notwithstanding, but everything else. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like exactly what you would yeah. have wanted. Maybe you'd want to Blake go out a little bit differently and show something and maybe get a trade in the works for him. But, you know, sure. you can't have everything. And and if you cut the cord, that's probably a good move too. So it's kind of just gone exactly to design so far. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED, can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, You'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical professionals work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. You don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On, to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, there was a lot of player movement in the NFL on Tuesday. Who were the winners and losers? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Nolan, take it away. Well, I kind of think, too, you mentioned the <clears throat> young players outperforming expectations. The Red Wings do have those. They're just playing over in Sweden right now in, in mm-hmm. Jonathan Berger mm-hmm. and Mo right. Sider, Lucas Raymond. So mm-hmm. I, I think that might be a part of it too, is the fact that we know that these guys are in the Red Wings organization, but a, we can't watch them because uh, you can't really sign up for those websites stateside uh, sure. or, you know, you gotta, you gotta go on the st- sketchy websites. They take place at like 1.00 AM and on Tuesdays and, and things right. like that. Right. So you can't really watch these guys. And then the frustration of watching the product that they are while also hearing that overseas, Mo Sider looks like a guy who could slot into your top four right now. Mm-hmm. I think that probably has something to do with it too. And maybe something that I didn't necessarily realize uh I guess when we started this conversation, but it becomes more obvious as I say it is like the frustration of like the purgatory that Mm -hmm. some of their prospects are in right now. I I think that really truly probably is a great deal of the angst because the guys that are over here, I mean, you look at the roster right now, Philip Sedina, Philip Veronica, they're the only prospects who are like, hell yeah, these guys should be in the lineup every night. These guys are either Mm -hmm. living up to or exceeding expectations. And Philip Veronica this season has not been, the Philip Aaronic of last season, he hasn't really been that good, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I think that probably has to add to it too. And I want to take it to the next kind of step in this is the fact that some of the guys who we are a little bit excited about, uh, Giovanni Smith, 
he comes up, only gets nine minutes a game, goes right back down to Grand Rapids. Evgeny Sveshnikov, they're playing a little cat and mouse game with is he going to be in the lineup? Is he not going to be in the lineup? These guys that uh, Red Wings fans do want to see in the lineup, they're frustrated with the minutes distribution. And we were talking about how that's kind of just an, an issue across all rebuilding teams. Scott brought up this point last week. All rebuilding teams are frustrated with the minutes distribution for their young guys. I know the Pistons are a little bit past that now, but I want to take it just kind of back a little bit and I guess get your opinion on the overall philosophy of that, because I think a lot of fans just want to send their guys out there right away and say, why not? You you used the first round pick on them. Let's see what they got without realizing that that's not not how you develop. Probably the best thing for their development. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. You described the first month of the of the Pistons yep. season right there. Uh, you had, you know, the the Blake Griffins and Wayne Ellingtons getting more minutes than they probably deserved at that point. I mean, Dwayne Casey had this weird thing where it was like the young guys had to earn their minutes. Now he wasn't out there explicitly saying that. Mm-hmm. I think that there was a lot of well, Jeff Blaschel trying. Does. Yeah, okay. There was a lot of like people yeah. that were just trying to connect the dots there. And uh, Casey being a veteran coach who likes his veteran players and maybe Troy Weaver to his fault gave him a little bit one or one and a half too many veteran players to play with early. But again, you look at the standings, you're 10 and 26. Like that's the spot you want to be in right now as far mm-hmm. as the, the bottom of the NBA. So something worked out. The veterans were bad enough where they lost a lot of games in the fourth quarter, but myself to a lesser extent, but the fan base as well was very frustrated about that for a few weeks because you know, you'd see bits and pieces of uh, Seku out there playing well at times. So why didn't he earn his minutes the next game? Why is he only playing four or five minutes there? But uh, to that part, I got to give Dwayne Casey a little bit of credit. He, you know, has more hits than misses as far as the development of some of these young players that he took under his wing when he was in Toronto, guys that were in that second unit that famously was like one of the better second units in the NBA. And uh, that worked out for all those guys' careers kind of took off. They all got paid and were part of good teams throughout their entire careers. And um, there's, and, 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 you know, there's guys, the Christian Woods from last year that, that really stepped up and really turn his career around at kind of a last chance situation. So, you know, it's a little bit, Dwayne Casey, there's, he's not a perfect coach. There's a lot of things that you don't like about him. And uh, there's this, this bubbling feeling that he's an older guy. So you don't know how long, how much longer he's going to be around anyway, but there's this bubbling feeling that there needs to be the next coach who's going to take him to the next level. And I know that same thought process is around for Red Wings fans as well. But uh, yeah, it was frustrating, but the NBA season, things move very fast and Blake Griffin went from 30 minutes a game to can't possibly help an NBA team in three weeks. So, you know, explain that one to me. For sure, yeah. I think we kind of talked about it uh, in the last episode of um, of Locked on Wings here, but, like, the the big debate with Wings fans is would you rather see those prospects get, you know, nine minutes at the NHL level or 22 in Grand Rapids, whereas the Pistons, that's not a debate. You just – there's one team that you are playing for. It's the Detroit Pistons. And with however many minutes you get is however many minutes you get. And I think obviously um, Sadiq is, is starting now and uh, Stewart's gotten a lot more, especially with the Oak four injury and everything. So like there, you know, there's a, a lot more now than it was, like you said, at the beginning of the season, it was mayhem, but mm-hmm. I think the one, the one lingering one is still kind of Seku, right? Like mm-hmm. his, a, a lot of people are very vocal about how, 
and and you know random people on twitter don't know as much as Dwayne casey no matter what course, what yeah. what you think mm-hmm. but like there are people that just think you know what he should just go out there and play 40 minutes a night like mm-hmm. literally just go out and just throw 20 year old seku dumboya in the starting lineup and have him play 30 and that's how you develop somebody and that's mm-hmm. that's um, you know I, I have a feeling that the three of us know that that's not true but that's Absolutely. a philosophy and i think that like nolan said that's a big that's a big debate in all all of these sports honestly at the same time like the tigers wanted to call up those kids i have the same thing going on like mm-hmm. that that's shiny a, toy right exactly mm-hmm. when you've been stuck in whether it's mediocrity or just the seller for mm-hmm. so long uh people just get impatient i think it's probably that more than anything yeah that's a great point We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchups are German chocolate against salted caramel. Oh, my God. The other one is Mocha Love against WC Birthday Cake. I'm not going to lie to you. I've never had WC Birthday Cake. But those are the flavors. German chocolate versus salted caramel. Mocha Love versus WC Birthday Cake. Man, uh, those are some good ones. German chocolate and salted caramel, you really can't go wrong with that. That's one that's pretty much going to go to overtime in Built Bar Madness. Um, I'm going to go with Birthday Cake just because I think that sounds pretty good in the other one. But go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore bar on twitter that's the handle built underscore bar on twitter get your vote on remember use the promo code locked on 20 to get 20 percent off your next order that is locked on 20 to get 20 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who's won today's matchups and who will become the best tasting protein bar it's bang the over brother brian you know what i'm here to talk to you about bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, March Madness is basically here, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has released his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Brothers, go ahead and finish on the show. Uh, as we move into to the second half of the season here, what do you anticipate your trade deadline to look like? What do you anticipate your second half to look like? And are you at the point right now to where you're rooting for losses or are you still rooting for wins? I guess what is the, the status of uh that because that that becomes a thing that really wears me out towards the end of yeah like, rebuilding seasons is like it's, getting upset about especially losses. with our yeah. lottery luck both yeah both teams. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's uh it's a tough one it's a great question me personally and, and i host the show from a fan slash like journalist perspective which is a tough uh you know threading the needle there is really kind of tough i attempted as well but to me well. to me it's like 
I turned that corner like about a week ago, actually, where the Pistons had a unusually difficult first half of the schedule, and now they have like an unusually easier second half of the schedule. And still, to me, if you're playing those really good teams, you want to get some wins, you want to get those signature type of victories, and you also don't want the eight-game losing streak, right, or, or, or longer than that. So that's pretty much the two pitfalls. But other than that, and the Pistons, this season for the Pistons is uniquely tailor-made for a tank and I'm not a tank guy. Like generally speaking, I'm not a tank guy, especially in the NBA where the lottery odds are pretty smooth. Right. Um, the, there's just not as much incentive as there used to be. I think the NBA has done a pretty good job of, of taking care of that. But however, the Pistons, if and the Red Wings listeners probably don't know about this, but the, the Pistons, there's four lottery spots each year. That's changed from past years when there was only three. Now there's four lottery spots. So if you're the single worst team in the NBA, you are guaranteed nothing better than the fifth spot. So obviously you want to catch the lottery for the top four. But if you're the worst, you're going to be fifth, no worse than that. And this year in particular, there just happens to be five. It's a it's a five-person top two tiers. There's a there's like an unusual drop-off between five and six. So just because of that alone and the fact that the Pistons are, are, are can smell last pay place in the NBA right now. They're only three games ahead of Minnesota, who's in the very bottom. And Minnesota's got um, got a pick that might go to Golden State unless they're top three in the draft. So they don't really have the incentive to tank. They've been tanking for their entire franchise history, basically, since Garnett <laughs> left. Yeah, so, so those fans are sick of it. They want to win some games. They've got uh, a superstar and a star and Russell and Towns. So they, they, they want to win. They got a new coach. They fired their coach a couple weeks ago. Chris Finch wants to go win yeah. games there. So it's it's kind of a weird formula. Normally, I would just be like, hey, easy schedule out there. Let's go get some wins. And if we're the fourth worst team in the league or the fifth worst team in the league, I'm not going to split hairs about it. You might get lottery luck anyway. But just because of that strange top five position, I think that in, – in, and to tie that in, maybe that's a reason for Troy Weaver to sell a little bit more at the trade deadline than he otherwise might have. Not that there's these great assets that you could get a lot for outside of Jeremy Grant, who is probably untouchable unless you get bowled over by a great offer, but maybe there's a little bit of incentive to trade a Mason Plumlee or DeLon Wright for not great value because they're not going to set the world on fire, but it, there's something to be said for losing a lot of games. And also a good hope for Pistons fans there is that the Pistons, although they play really well against good teams against bad teams, they haven't played really well at all. So <laughs> maybe they don't rise to the occasion. So the numbers all say the Pistons should win some games in the second half, not going to make a playoff run or anything. But I wonder if, uh, if organizationally and, you know, tired legs for 19, 20, 21 year old guys, I think that it might naturally take care of itself and they'll be competing quote unquote for the very bottom of the NBA. And I think that could be a good thing. For sure. Yeah. I, I think like Nolan said, I think the the Wings fans are kinda in the same boat where we're at a point where losing's probably for the best. I, I think I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I've, I'm with you. I've never been a huge tank person either. I, I'm not something I've really across any sport that I think is like, it's, I don't think it's like a big brain move. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, right. like tank, especially in lottery sports like that. And I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally lockstep with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and, and so just because of these special circumstances, I, I kind of cross that, that bridge there. And then you're looking right. at the, the four that games before the. Different. 
Yeah, the four games for the All-Star break, it was like, these are all bad teams. You get nothing out of winning these games. They did beat Toronto in one of those games. Not that Toronto's bad, but no no signature wins were in right. that group of four. And so they get one of them. That's fine. We're not going to like you get win a game. That's great. You don't want to get that, that five to six or seven or sure. beyond losing streak. So the healthy balance with that part. Hopefully Minnesota wins some games if you're a Pistons fan. You mm-hmm. still got Cleveland. You still got Orlando. You still got a couple of those teams hanging around. I think Oklahoma City is probably going to make a run to the bottom relatively soon, although they've ex- exceeded expectations so far. So there's a chance, and uh, and then you know, then there's the lottery luck too. You got Cade Cunningham is the name yeah. uh, of the the number one projected pick right now at Oklahoma State, big point guard, and then uh, Evan Mobley out of USC, and then you got Jalen Suggs and Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. So for Red Wings fans, those are the kind of the names you might be hearing about in these next couple of months, and hopefully one of them is wearing red, white, and blue next year. Hey, big thanks to Nolan and Scott for having me on and allowing themselves to be on our podcast as well. Was that said correctly? I don't know, but hey, uh, there's a longer version of that. I don't know how much they're going to edit, but uh, if you want to check out Lockdown Red Wings, if you really like that Red Wings talk, we get more into the taxi squad of the NHL. What's going on there? Shuffling guys up and down, even though there's no game played in the, between the time that you're doing the shuffling. Good times. Salary cap maneuvering going on by your boy Stevie Y. But that'll do it. Thanks to Nolan and Scott for the hospitality and uh, that wraps up this additional Locked on Pistons. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Rejecting the Screen. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.